morning and welcome to the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. Jesus spoke this parable to his disciples. The kingdom of heaven is like a man on his way abroad who summoned his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to a third one, each in proportion to his ability. Then he set out. The man who had received the five talents promptly went and traded with them and made five more. The man who had received two made two more in the same way. But the man who had received one went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now a long time after, the master of those servants came back and went through his accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents came forward bringing five more. Sir, he said, you entrusted me with five talents, here are five more that I have made. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have shown you can be faithful in small things. I will trust you with greater. Come and join in your master's happiness. Next, the man with the two talents came forward. Sir, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. Here are two more that I have made. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have shown you can be faithful in small things. I will trust you with greater. Come and join in your master's happiness. Last came forward the man who had the one talent. Sir, he said, I have heard you were a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered, so I was afraid. And I went off, and I hid your talent in the ground. Here it is. It was yours. You have it back. But his master answered him, You wicked and lazy servant. So you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered. Well then, you should have deposited my money with the bankers and on my return I would have recovered my capital with interest. So now, take the talent from him and give it to the man who has five talents. For to everyone who has will be given more, and he will have more than enough. But from the man who has not, even what he has will be taken away. As for this good-for-nothing servant, throw him out into the dark where there will be weeping and grinding of teeth. 
The Gospel is the tale of the eight talents, or three servants, and it's part of a sequence that Matthew deliberately wants listeners to hear as a group. Taken on its own, this one is not so easy to digest. An attempt at allegory can make this a blunt, heartless display, and we have to be careful not to take things out of context. For instance, the motto at the end has nothing to do with this parable and was added much later. There is a suggestion that this parable was essentially for Jesus' time and place and meant for the scribes and Pharisees, who were seen as doing nothing with the word of God apart from burying it in laws and rules and litigations. Jesus was accusing them of misusing the single talent of the law and prophets. A talent was at least 15 years' pay for a labourer in Jesus' time and not some insignificant amount. The scribes and Pharisees were the ones who would be called to account for their misuse of this responsibility and for not believing in the signs of the times. By the time Paul wrote his letter, the good servants were beginning to be seen as those who believe in Jesus, like the Thessalonians, and reap the rewards of living the Beatitudes rather than following the law. Remember they were under the impression that Jesus would be with them soon and last week they were worried about those who had died missing out on his return. Paul, in a way, is telling them again not to be like this. The term beloved is used again. These people are special to Paul and his words are meant to be kindly encouragement to his children of light who are living the dream now. They should not be worrying about the times and seasons, for the day of the Lord will arrive like a thief in the night. The kingdom is not a fearful place. They should carry on like the good servants. They're not living in darkness and so should focus on the light. They don't need to live under a cloud of doom and doziness like the tense nervous slave. Focus on the light, says Paul. Live well and wisely like the good wife in Proverbs, bringing happiness and unity out of the faith and hope in Jesus. The section in Proverbs, the first reading about the good wife in Hebrew, is, I think it's called an acrostic poem. It's a, it's a great way to impress someone. Uh, they use them on Valentine's days. You take the name, say the name of your wife, or a string of letters, and you write something positive using each letter. And in this reading of today, it's a string of descriptions. It's written by a queen mother. Uh, I believe it was written for her son, who was the king, and suggesting to him the kind of woman uh, that she would like him to bring home to the palace. And it still makes a good idea about how to compose the best of someone. So you let the person know they're precious, first of all, more precious than jewels. Praise them for the loving trust and benefits they bring you. Then, second letter, try and thank them for some practical achievements, like this in the jumper or financial know-how. Um, say how you notice that they haven't let themselves go and look after themselves. The good wife keeps her lamp lit. Unlike the foolish maidens last week, she is a wise one. Tell the person you're writing about how wise they are and how you've noticed how kind they are um, in all sorts of little ways. 
tell this person that she or he has helpful and happy uh, helpful and happy relatives all around them that any, anyone who's related to them is lucky to have them and the final line is to say uh, and it knows again the maximum brownie points something that you know all women are the same all men are the same they've all done these things but 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 you surpass them it's a bit <laughs> swarmy isn't it no today's readings are all about good advice what advice do you take from that section on talents what about Paul's advice to Thessalonians is there anything you'd add for Christians today Finally, are there some people close to us that we take for granted, that we need to write a little poem for? Is there anything we could do today to bring some warmth and light into their lives? The main point I keep seeing in all of this is that living isn't something to be afraid about, and uh, if we can walk each day in a loving way of the Lord and look deeply into the smiling eyes of those we love and and say thank you for everything. This is using the talent. And we all know that love never disappears. It comes back. It multiplies. It doubles. Um, the only re way love goes is if it's buried and lost. So don't bury that love. Use it.